0: Good afternoon good morning this is mark johnson from loyalty 360. hope everyone's happy safe and well I want to welcome you back to another edition of loyalty live in this series we talk to leading agencies technology providers and consultants in customer channel and brand loyalty about the technology trends and best practices that impact the brand's ability to drive unique experiences enhance engagement and most importantly drive customer loyalty. Uh, Loyalty Live allows for a deeper insight into the state of customer loyalty as we surface a number of challenges that we see from the brands that we meet with on a daily basis and use these Loyalty Live sessions to get responses uh, in in an empirically driven way from those who are addressing the challenges, from these leading agencies, leading technology providers and the consultants. So it gives a unique perspective of how they are solving uh, the, the issues that we're seeing in customer loyalty. In uh, actually November and December, we have a small mini-series that we're doing around uh, some topics and trends that were uh, kind of surfaced at the Loyalty Expo in late October. So today we have the pleasure of speaking with Carlos Dunlap-Beard, who's the Vice President of Business Development, and Tom Baker, who's the Vice President of Strategic Partnerships at Claris Commerce.
1: Thank you, Mark.
0: Hey, Mark. How How are you gentlemen today?
1: Very well. Great.
0: Yeah, today's a good day. So That's back in Connecticut. <laughs> That's good. Uh, so a couple weeks ago, I had the pleasure of meeting uh, both of you guys. Uh, was, what was it like to be back amongst loyalty professionals again?
2: Um, I thought it was exciting. Uh, there was certainly a buzz. I think we kind of missed each other. You know, um, I think that, um, you know, there was a there was some pent up uh, kind of Um, energy that was was released, uh, you know, in Charlotte that allowed us to kind of feel like we were back, you know, back to doing the things we enjoy doing. Because one thing about people in loyalty marketing is we like to talk about, you know, customer loyalty and engagement and activation and program results and, you know, new strategies, technologies and all those things. And although we've been able to do those things over Zoom, it's, you know, it's just not the same. Absolutely.
0: Um, and Tom, what was it like to be uh, kind of amongst local professionals again?
1: Uh, it was a great feeling. I think that the people who were there uh, really wanted to be there and they wanted to learn. I think it was more engaging than any of the shows I've been to in many recent years because I think people have been in their kind of little bunkers for a little while and they wanted to come back out and understand what's new and what's happening because you know, there has been 20 months that have gone by that there haven't been these kind of engagements and discussions going on. And it, it played, I think this conference played a very important role uh, for the marketing professionals to kind of move forward into 2022.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it was, it was definitely there was a, a good deal of energy buzz at the conference and a lot of engagement, which we, we saw uh, in, for, on both sides. And what were some of the key topics, trends that, that you heard about as, as maybe potential challenges or opportunities that brands are having? Carlos, you want to take that?
2: Uh, sure. Um, you know, I wrote three things. I remember um, sitting in one of the sessions um, and just thinking about what I was hearing from all the sessions I, I uh, attended before. And I, I was in quite a few of them. I think this may, it may have been the most sessions I've ever attended at an event. Uh, but uh, the three things that jumped out at me uh, were uh, partnerships, like brands, really looking for other brands that complement them that they can do some kind of joint strategy together. Um, you know, even even kind of co-mingling their programs a little bit. Uh, data, obviously data is just huge. There's so much going around about data and privacy and usage and optimizing data and insights. Uh, and then communications, uh, just better, more relevant, personalized communications to really... Um, activate and engage uh, uh, consumers uh, because uh, just just getting them in the prog- in your program or in your strategy is you know that's one thing, but actually getting them active and engaged with the brand
0: that's that's quite another. Absolutely, and, and Tom, what were uh, some of the you know, challenges, opportunities, or topics that you heard around the conference?
1: Uh, I'd say the communication part that Carlos was talking about there uh, found. Really interesting now that the dynamics have changed for shopping, uh, where people, what channels that they're utilizing and how people are utilizing them. I saw a lot with mobile, uh, especially looking, going to the presentation with ExxonMobil and Del Taco and other folks on how that's being used, especially when it's in the experience there. Uh, And those really stuck with me more than anything else. Okay,
0: and it's interesting. Uh, you both brought up communications. It, that was a big challenge during COVID. Uh, some of the platforms uh, really didn't enable some of the communication. Uh, if if a state was offline, or our customers didn't have the ability to you know buy online, pick up a store, if they rolled that out, they, as you know, they got uh, forced to kind of push and accelerate some of their uh, you know their uh, development. Uh, the, you know, technology they want to get through, but, you know, communication could be and was one that was very challenged during COVID. So it was good to hear that you, you saw that. And, and, and but most importantly, how they're addressing it, I think is, is very important. And I think your platform allows for, for some unique flexibility in regard to, you know, at least how you communicate to customers throughout the program and flexibility, correct? Yeah,
2: absolutely. Um,
0: yeah, our, our, our platform does help with that.
2: Um, and I just, I think also, you um, what we saw at the event where a, a lot of brands kind of retooled. They kind of they kind of uh, took that time to rethink their loyalty strategy. I mean, Hertz, I uh, remember, you know, they they had they came out with a brand new strategy that was only you know months old. Uh, their presentation was pretty uh, pretty excellent. Uh, Del Taco came out with a brand new program. Um, I'm trying to think who else. There were there were quite a few brands that introduce new strategies they obviously used their time well yep. to kind of uh rethink or innovate uh what they were up to
0: okay you uh led a session uh kind of state of the industry session and one of the topics on that panel uh was premium and you know, subscription loyalty programs there seems to be a growing interest in these type of programs especially to engage Uh, you know, the the most involved members within a customer loyalty program, Uh, but brands are still having challenges uh, with regard to technology or how to set them up or how to, you know, configure them to perform uh, at an optimum level. You know, what are the things that you, you know, talked about in your session, the state of the customer loyalty session about premium loyalty and how brands should be looking at it? Yeah. um, The the thing is that it's, it's not,
2: um, no program is really easy. Um, because there's a lot of uh, mechanics that go into a program and leverage the pool and understanding how to really optimize it, how much you know, how much of a value proposition, how much currency is too much currency, you know, what rewards, you know, what segments, who are you retargeting? You know So there's a lot that goes into it. But the thing with premium programs is that there's also the whole there's money now. There's money involved, there's a paid membership, there's expectations. Rise to value proposition has to be much more significant than a, a more traditional free program to consumers. Um, and then there's the whole issue of and the thing that we've spent the last twenty years doing is monetizing programs and optimizing them um, on behalf of our clients so that they're not stressed out over the how the money is being managed, when should we bill members, you know, how do we handle customer service, how do we handle all the things. So I think one of the things that really shines through um, with a lot of organizations is they were leaning on partners to help them figure things out, whether it's a paid strategy or not a paid strategy is not really relevant. It's, it's leaning on people who have done it before, who understand how to do it, who are resourced to deliver the services. So I think a lot of brands realize that um, doing it themselves is, is, kind of problematic um, and and there's definitely a resource crunch i mean the whole uh great resignation that's going on now with with uh employees resigning and, and finding new opportunities and uh and the and the um and the fact that they're you know finding new resources and replacing them is, is difficult so leaning on partners uh, is, is what is what they found to help them alleviate those those resource concerns.
0: Okay, there seemed to be a, a good deal of interest uh, in your session. And as I, as always, you were very engaged with a, a number of people in the audience. You know, what were they asking you after your session? Were there specific questions that uh, they were kind of bringing to you after after hearing about the state of uh, customer loyalty with regard to premium programs?
2: Yeah, I mean, they they talked to me. They talked to Tom. I mean, that's one thing about this event. Tom mentioned the, the engagement level. Um, that's the one thing about this event over others is that sometimes, you know, we go to conferences. I mean, we're, we consider ourselves a partner, but to some brands, they look at us as a vendor and, you know, maybe we're going to harass them or so, and they don't engage as much, but, but this event, you know, the loyalty expo 2021 in Charlotte, I mean, brands were coming right up to us and they wanted to talk, you know, I think a lot of what they were looking for is, I think I have a decent program. I have multiple brands talk about this. I think I have a decent program, but I I believe I'm missing something. You know, I'm looking for a little extra sizzle. I'm looking for some additional dynamic elements. Some, I wanna run some some promotions that capture uh, the attention of my consumers and and actually rewards them with, with something meaningful. You know, what are your thoughts? How can you help? Do you have anything to help me with that? So those were kind of those were the conversations I was hearing. Like how do you how can I better engage my my set of, of uh, program members who who I like and I wanna wanna keep. Absolutely.
0: Um, When you look at uh, brands who may have a traditional customer loyalty program and maybe considering a premium loyalty program, Tom, is there a a piece of advice that you would give to them that they should consider as they, you know, consider or, you know, move towards a a premium program?
1: Yeah, I think one of the things, and Carlos was talking about the engagement with people, uh, a lot of people came up with question about, I feel weird charging my customers for a program, it just seems foreign to them. Well, with today, in my answer was today is becoming such a subscription-based economy. You're paying subscriptions for your home entertainment with through Netflix, you're paying subscription for your clothing coming home. There are subscriptions everywhere. So people are willing to join a subscription-based program. And if you think about it, uh, a paid tier is not very different from what they've done with the credit cards in the past with the retailers. A consumer has raised their hand and said, I want a different engagement. Please sign me up for your credit card and this. And that's involved in a little bit deeper. With a paid program, they're also raising their hand and saying, like Carlos said, I want a deeper engagement with you. I'm willing to pay you for a deeper engagement with your brand because I love your brand so much um, that I'm willing to pay you $50, 100 dollars $150 annually for you to give me better things, for you to give me insights better access, all these different things that I want with your brand because I love you. And that could be 5, 10, 15, up to 20% of their customers are willing to do that, what we've seen in the marketplace. And I think that was the biggest question I heard from people. They were just trying to understand the whole idea about well, if I charge my customer $100, that could be a $100 they're not spending with me. And I'm telling them, no, if you charge them $100, they're going to spend $200 with you. And that's started to change people's minds and make them think differently. Okay,
0: um, when you look at the conference, you talked about some of the sessions that, that stood out to you, uh, it, it, Carlos, you talked about Del Taco and then Hertz, uh, it, w- was there a session or, or topic that kind of stood out as most interesting, timely, relevant? Uh, and you mentioned a couple, was there maybe one or two that, that really stood out?
2: Yeah, there were quite a few, Mark, and I'm sorry, I'm not as prepared to talk about them because I should know this, but because I I hosted, you know, thanks to you, I I introduced a lot of the speakers, especially the ones that were up for uh, awards. Um, But um, I I liked what a lot of them were doing. I like what Crunch Fitness is doing and the culture that they're developing. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's a big uh, franchise, but it's a... It's a. Um, it, it feels personal, you know. It feels like it's local, you know, because they were doing a lot of things with their franchisees to get them engaged, um, and and to give them the tools they need to better serve, you know, consumers. Um, I think that um, I like what Bank of America is doing um, with uh, with Erica and with their app. I like um, you know Del Taco's program. I talked about that already, but it's. Is so mobile and app driven. I think there were quite a few programs that were like that. And I think that that's, that was what was um, impressive to me is that so many brands have gotten away from what's easiest for them and thinking about, okay, what's best for the consumer? And then of course, in some self-serving way, how do I make sure that I'm always with them? And if I, if I'm on, you know, if I have an app that's really easy to use and it's, um, you know, on their phone at all times, and of course we know we always have our phones with us, then I'm always with them. And I think that that's, that was, that really resonated throughout most of the presentations.
0: Okay, great. And 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 Tom, uh, was there a session or topic that stood out to you as being interesting, timely, relevant? Uh,
1: I like the session actually that you hosted with the gentleman from Caesars, Tim Hortons and Hertz, uh, especially, when Caesar started to talk about the partnership they made with Atlantis, which seemed kind of unusual because they're not part of the Caesar system and they're doing a partnership with somebody uh, sending them to another casino and another resort. And everyone in the room was thinking, wow, that's kind of strange. But then Mustafa said, no, it actually worked out really well. Our customers appreciated that because we know they do other things and we just want to be involved in different access points in their life. That's why we made that available to them I found that very powerful I found that a great session
0: yeah absolutely it is interesting you would think it's kind of a non-sequitur and it, it wouldn't make a lot of sense and even some of their partnerships with, with Wyndham but I, as you mentioned earlier partnerships are a huge area of interest right now with with privacy with uh, regard to you know, uh, you know all, some of those the cookies going away and, and security. It, it, but having a partnership that works, is very challenging but you know we uh, we, we we see that as a big area of interest and I think you did as well so uh, that's that's good to hear
1: yeah actually the uh, you know the announcement like this week with between nike and dick sporting goods and you saw sephora uh, and kohl's and now they're joining up loyalty programs so you can cross redeem with these programs you know seeing things like that that's going to be a trend and those are just extensions of partnerships right now absolutely during
0: the during the conference was there something that you thought you would see that you didn't or something that you didn't think you see that you did see Tom um
1: well after being stuck in uh, my home for 20 months there are actually people there which is fantastic uh and like Carlos was talking about the people were everyone was engaged you know normally um You see clicks at conferences. You see other things. I I didn't see that. I saw a lot of people just all mingling with each other uh, and just pure engagement. And I think that's in business that we're all in. Um, But sometimes at, at conferences, you know, as humans, we don't really do that as much. But I saw a lot of that. And that was really encouraging to me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it was good to see that, it, you know, the, and I started the clickiness, but sometimes, uh, you know, the the brands avoid the, the exhibit hall or uh, you know the, the the you know the partners it, like the plague sometimes. So it, it, we didn't see that. There was so many questions, and, and you know, the ability to see other humans in an, you know in an active environment was awesome.
1: Right, even after hours when people were all together, when you were doing the awards downstairs on the, was it Tuesday night, and we had. Uh, even out going out later in the evening, upstairs on the rooftop, people were just out and about and you could just walk up to anybody and anybody was happy to talk to you. And that was really a great uh, feeling.
0: Okay. Carlos, uh, same question for you. Was there something that you saw that you didn't or uh, yeah, you know, something you didn't see that you expected to? No, I, there was
2: what I saw, which is not typical. You know, sometimes you're at events and and, and brands do a good job of, talking about their brands or talking about some of the some of the things that they're doing. But sometimes the the presentations can be kind of content free, you know, no real data points and results and those kinds of things. And what we saw was that pretty much every presentation actually had actual results, some stats to show program performance and uh, increases in member spend or frequency of spend or AOV or whatever it is. And I thought that was, that was pretty cool. I thought that was pretty special that, that they knew they were coming to talk to other professionals and that, you know, we kind of like to, you know, we, we like a little bit of validation. We, we love a good story, but we also like some data to, to back it up.
0: So I, I, I was impressed with that. Okay. And then the last question I have for both of you is, you're coming out of the, the, the 2021 Loyalty expo. Uh, was there a, is there a, a trend or a topic that brands should be focusing on more uh, going in, into into 2022,
1: Tom? Uh, well, I think they're going to do a lot of learning over the course of the past few weeks and the next couple of weeks as holiday goes through and how their customers are interacting with them. I think uh, there are going to be a lot of adjustments that people are going to have to make because uh with all the logistics issues going on right now, I think brands are just focused on uh, engaging, engaging and trying to retain customers because it's going to be challenged to try to deliver product in a lot of different places. So retention is going to be a huge focus, uh, I think, for over the course of the next six months because there's going to be disruptions. Everyone admitted that. And I've gotten a lot of emails from CEOs of retail brands telling their customers there's going to be disruptions. So they're going to work heavily on retention over the next six months. And I see that as the biggest trend.
0: Okay, great. And, and Carlos, what about you? A topic or trend that uh, you see coming out of the conference that uh, brands should be set of going into twenty two? I think those brands that took the time during the pandemic,
2: especially as you know, we had kind of more time in a sense uh, working remotely, knowing not a lot of driving, not a lot of whatever. That they, the brands that took the time to um, to actually rethink their strategy and and innovate. I think they came out as winners and I I think that there there are many other brands who haven't done that and and need to do that. Uh, And I I would like to think that once they survive this holiday season, um, in whichever way it goes with what Tom was mentioning with the logistics problems and everything else that coming out of that, that they think about, okay, well, how can we now do this whole loyalty and engagement uh, initiative how can we do it better you know uh, because that's there's an opportunity there and 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 consumers will be hungry for it and, uh, and some consumers it, it'll be required to
0: kind of win them back absolutely well that's great that uh great to hear your guys' perspective great to hear that uh, uh you know what you thought the conference did well and and uh great to obviously hear all the interest that we're seeing in, in premium loyalty as well so uh it's always great to get perspective from uh the team at clara so thank you very much thank, thank you mark good mm-hmm. to having us here absolutely and thank you everyone for listening make sure you join us back uh on the 14th where we're going to have evolving systems thank you again for tuning in today have a wonderful day